Today is October 30th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful for your presence. So grateful that you decided to show up today and do what it is that we come here to do every day. And that is seek the word of God to seek out the ways that we can become the best versions of ourselves. And I want to, before we get into this today, just say I am so sorry if I threw anybody off or had anybody thinking that they were crazy because I said that we gained an extra hour of sleep the night before. Y'all, I was so convinced on Saturday night the time was falling back Sunday morning, like yesterday morning at two o'clock that I reset my clocks in the evening, like around six o'clock, I reset my clock to 5 p.m. And I was so giddy for the rest of the day because I'm like, oh, this is the day that we get an extra hour of life. And I look forward to this day all year until it comes. And so I had reset the clock, the only clock in the house to reset, which is the one like on the microwave or the oven. And even though my watch told me differently, I was just convinced, had told my whole family that this was that day and everything. And then I went to bed last night and woke up this morning and I thought, you know, that the clocks had reset because, you know, they do it automatically. So I thought that all the clocks had reset on my phone and my watch and all of the other electronic devices. But I felt like, hmm, I went to bed a little late last night, but I, I still feel tired. I don't feel what I normally feel when we get that extra hour. Like it still feels... Hmm, I don't know. I don't feel as refreshed or rejuvenated as I feel like I should. And then, you know, I just was like, okay, well, let me just keep going about my day. My husband ended up calling me around 10 o'clock yesterday morning. And he was like, you do know the time didn't actually fall back last night. And I was like, no. I'm like, are you serious? And he was like, yes. He was like, it's next week. And I was like, oh, my God. I actually said that on the podcast. And he started chuckling like, did you? I was like, yes. I said, I told my listeners that time had fell back the night before. So anyway. Just wanted to say I'm so sorry if I threw anybody off. That is how busy that my life has been. That's how much stuff that I've had on my mind. I was just convinced that, you know, this was this was when daylight saving time ended. So clearly daylight saving time had not ended this weekend. And so I'm just going to steer clear of that conversation. I'm going to steer clear of the con- Nobody even asked me for commentary about time falling back. So yeah, we'll all just do whatever we normally do next weekend, whatever we do every year when that happens. I'm not saying anything about that because I have thoroughly embarrassed myself there. All right, so let's talk about what we have on deck for today. This is what I know for sure. We are talking about more Lamentations from Jeremiah. That'll be chapter three. And then we'll be moving to a new book in the New Testament. That is the book of Hebrews as we concluded Philemon yesterday. I know just one day, very short book there. And then of course we have our Psalms and our Proverbs. Okay, so let's get centered. Let's get settled. Let's ground ourselves. Let's attune our hearts and our minds towards what it is that God wants from us and what it is that he has for us today. Let's get going, growing, and flowing in these verses. Lamentations chapter 3, Names of God Bible. The prophet, a man of despair. 
I am the man who has experienced suffering under the rod of Yahweh's fury. Yahweh has driven me away and made me walk in darkness instead of light. He beat me again and again all day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has attacked me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me live in darkness like those who died a long time ago. He has blocked me so that I can't get out. He has put heavy chains on me. Even when I cry and call for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my way with cut stones and made my paths crooked. He is like a bear waiting to ambush me, like a lion in hiding. He has forced me off the road I was taking, torn me to pieces, and left me with nothing. He has drawn his bow and made me the target for his arrows. He has shot the arrows from his quiver into my heart. I have become a laughingstock to all my people. All day long they make fun of me with their songs. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drink wormwood. He has ground my teeth with gravel. He has trampled me into the dust. My soul has been kept from enjoying peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. I said I've lost my strength to live and my hope in the Lord. Remember my suffering and my aimless wandering, the wormwood and poison. My soul continues to remember these things and is so discouraged. The prophet, a man of hope. The reason I can still find hope is that I keep this one thing in mind, the Lord's mercy. We were not completely wiped out. His compassion is never limited. It is new every morning. His faithfulness is great. My soul can say, the Lord is my lot in life. That is why I find hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to anyone who seeks help from Him. It is good to continue to hope and wait silently for for the Lord to save us. It is good for people to endure burdens when they're young. They should sit alone and remain silent because Yahweh has laid these burdens on them. They should put their mouths in the dust. Maybe a reason to hope exists. They should turn their cheeks to the one who strikes them and take their fill of insults. Adonai will not reject such people forever. Even if he makes us suffer, he will have compassion in keeping with the richness of his mercy. He does not willingly bring suffering or grief to anyone. Crush any prisoner on earth underfoot. Deny people their rights in the presence of Elion or deprive people of justice in court. Adonai isn't happy to see these things. Who was it who spoke and it came into being? It was Adonai who gave the order. Both good and bad come from the mouth of the Most High God. Why should any living mortal, any person, complain about being punished for sin? Let us look closely at our ways and examine them and then return to Yahweh. Let us raise our hearts and hands to El in heaven. We have been disobedient and rebellious. You haven't forgiven us. You covered yourself with anger and pursued us. You killed without pity. You covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer could get through it. You made us the scum and trash of the nations. All our enemies gawk at us. Panic and pitfalls have found us. So have devastation and destruction. Streams of tears run down from my eyes over the ruin of my dear people. My eyes will keep flowing without stopping for a moment until you 
Yahweh looks down from heaven and sees. What I see with my eyes disturbs me deeply because of all the young women in my city. Those who were my enemies for no reason hunted me like a bird. They threw me alive into a pit and threw rocks at me. Water flowed over my head. I thought I was finished. I call your name from the deepest pit, O Yahweh. Listen to my cry for help. Don't close your ears when I cry out for relief. Be close at hand when I call to you. You told me not to be afraid. Plead my case for me, O Adonai. Reclaim my life. Look at the wrong that has been done to me, O Yahweh. Give me a fair verdict. Look at all their malice, all their plots against me. Listen to their insults, all their plots against me. The words and thoughts of those who attack me are directed against me all day long. Look at them. Whether they are sitting or standing, they make fun of me in their songs. Pay them back, O Yahweh, for what they deserve, for what their own hands have done. Make them stubborn. Let your curse be on them. Pursue them in anger and wipe them out from under Yahweh's heaven. Okay, so the concluding of our reading in Lamentations today brings us to the magnificent book of Hebrews. And this book methodically lays out why Jesus alone must be the solid foundation and center of our faith. This powerful book was most likely written to Jewish Christians who were facing fierce persecution at the time. Now the author, and we don't know who the author is, the author seeks to encourage them to endure in faith in Christ rather than retreating back into old covenant traditions for safety and comfort. Now, to accomplish this goal, the author dives deep into rich theology, unpacking profound truths about Christ's identity and his work of salvation. Jesus is revealed as the divine Son of God and heavenly high priest who achieves what the old covenant could not, his mediation of a new covenant through his once and for all sacrificial death inaugurates direct access to God and permanent forgiveness of sins for all who believe in him. Now, the author anchors his teaching in numerous references and imagery from the Old Testament scriptures. He demonstrates systematically how Jesus completely fulfills the law and prophets and is supreme over angels, Moses, the Levitical priesthood, and the former sacrificial system. And again, the author is doing this because he is speaking to a primarily Hebrew audience, and they would have been familiar with all of of these Old Testament traditions and these Old Testament precepts that were outlined in the previous covenant. Hebrews drives home the total sufficiency and utter exclusivity of Jesus's atoning work for salvation. The book gives very solemn warnings against rejecting Christ's sacrifice, falling away from the faith and failing to lay hold of God's promised rest. With poignant pastoral care, the author urges us to persevere by fixing our eyes firmly on Jesus so that we can grow into full spiritual maturity. The book encourages us that in Jesus Christ, we have a sympathetic high priest who intercedes for us 
before the Father. We can draw near to the throne of grace with boldness and full assurance that we will receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. While everything around us shifts, changes, and fades, Jesus Christ remains the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, the unchanging, immutable, solid rock on which we stand. And with that, let's get into it. Hebrews chapter 1, God has spoken to us through His Son. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors at many different times and in many different ways through the prophets. In these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. God made his son responsible for everything. His son is the one through whom God made the universe. His son is the reflection of God's glory and the exact likeness of God's being. He holds everything together through his powerful words. After he had cleansed people from their sins, he received the highest position, the one next to the Father in heaven. God's Son is superior to the angels. The Son has become greater than the angels since he has been given a name that is superior to theirs. God never said to any of his angels, You are my Son, today I have become your Father. And God never said to any of his angels, I will be his Father and he will be my Son. When God was about to send his firstborn Son into the world, he said, all of God's angels must worship him. God said about the angels, he makes his messengers winds. He makes his servants flames of fire. But God said about his son, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter in your kingdom is a scepter for justice. You have loved what is right and hated what is wrong. That is why God, your God, anointed you rather than your companions with the oil of joy. God also said, Lord, in the beginning you laid the foundation of the earth. With your own hands you made the heavens. They will come to an end, but you will live forever. They will all wear out like clothes. They will be taken off like a coat. You will change them like clothes, but you remain the same and your life will never end. But God never said to any of the angels, sit in the highest position in heaven until I make your enemies your footstool. What are all the angels? They are spirits sent to serve those who are going to receive salvation. Psalm 102, a prayer by someone who is suffering when he is weary and pours out his troubles in Yahweh's presence. O Yahweh, hear my prayer and let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in trouble. Turn your ear toward me. Answer me quickly when I call. My days disappear like smoke. My bones burn like hot coals. My heart is beaten down and withered like grass because I have forgotten about eating. I am nothing but skin and bones because of my loud groans. I am like a desert owl, like an owl living in the ruins. I lie awake. I am like a lonely bird on a rooftop all day long. My enemies insult me. Those who ridicule me use my name as a curse. I eat ashes like bread, and my tears are mixed with my drink because of your hostility and anger, because you have picked me up and thrown me away. My days are like a shadow that is getting longer, and I wither away like grass. But you, O oh Yahweh, remain forever. You are remembered throughout every generation. You will rise and have compassion on Zion because it is time to grant a favor to it. Indeed, the appointed time has come. Your servant's 
value Zion's stones, and they pity its rubble. The nations will fear Yahweh's name. All the kings of the earth will fear your glory. When Yahweh builds Zion, he will appear in his glory. He will turn his attention to the prayers of those who have been abandoned. He will not despise their prayers. This will be written down for a future generation so that a people yet to be created may praise. Yah, Yahweh looked down from his holy place high above. From heaven, he looked at the earth. He heard the groans of the prisoners and set free those who were condemned to death. Yahweh's name is announced in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. When nations and kingdoms gather to worship Yahweh, he has weakened my strength along the way. He has reduced the number of my days. I said, my El, don't take me now in the middle of my life. Your years continue on throughout every generation. Long ago you laid the foundation of the earth. Even the heavens are the works of your hands. They will come to an end, but you will still go on. They will all wear out like clothing. You will change them like clothes and they will be thrown away. But you remain the same and your life will never end. The children of your servants will go on living here. Their descendants will be secure in your presence. Proverbs 26 verses 21 and 22. As charcoal fuels burning coals and wood fuels fire, so a quarrelsome person fuels a dispute. The words of a gossip are swallowed greedily, and they go down into a person's innermost being. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you with hearts overflowing with gratitude once again. Lord, we thank you for your word and the way that it speaks to us every single day. We thank you for the way that it washes over us and that it washes us clean and that it flows through us, Lord. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to feel, and a mind to understand, Lord. Speak to us and through us each day the way that you have been, Lord. We want more of you, more of your presence, more of your power, more of your anointing, more of your wisdom, more of your guidance, more of your leadership, more of your direction, Lord. We just want to experience all of you in every possible way and every single day. Lord, we thank you for being our portion and our salvation. Lord, we find solace, strength, hope, and peace in you. Lord, in times of sorrow, you just you comfort us with your gentle presence. And in our moments of weakness, you just lift us up and carry us on through. Lord, we, we just open our hearts to receive your divine wisdom and guidance, to receive more of your spirit. Lord, we ask that you would give us direction and clarity for the path that is before us. Lord, help us to discern your will and give us the confidence and the courage to follow you wherever you lead us. And Lord, today we ask that you would teach us the art of patience and perseverance that we would be able to endure the trials that we go through and the difficulties of this world without ever wavering in our faith. Lord, as we wait on your promises to be fulfilled and as we trust in your perfect timing, Lord, help us to surrender our own agendas and desires, knowing that your plans for us are greater than we could ever fathom and that you always have our best interests at heart. Lord, in the midst 
of all of our challenges and uncertainties. Lord, remind us always of your goodness. Lord, we see it all around us. Sometimes we just need you to bring it to our attention. Lord, when doubts assail us, when fear grips us, Lord, let us remember the countless ways you've shown your faithfulness and unfailing love throughout history, but just in our personal lives too, Lord. Strengthen our faith and deepen our belief in you. Lord, we offer this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Redeemer, who we are so grateful for. And all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today, I'm aware that life is fragile and fleeting. This day, I will live fully, love deeply, and make the most of now. I'm aware that life is fragile and fleeting. This day, I will live fully, love deeply, and make the most of now. And our aphorism, the tragedy of life is not so much what men suffer, but rather what they miss. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this sacred sojourn with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.